Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let it rain. Mm-hmm. I clear it out. Hey. Let it, it rain. Hey. I clear it out. Yes. Let's get it. 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 Are you guys ready? All right. Cool. Three. Two. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Gojo with Mike Golick Jr. That is me. With me, as always, super producer extraordinaire and uh, SpongeBob cosplayer, Brandon Newman. Brandon, what's going on? Wow, I, I appreciate that. I was kind of going for more Patrick than, than SpongeBob. You know? I guess it's just like bikini bottom vibe. So the people that are watching on YouTube for the podcast listeners, you'll just have to see all the content we're pushing out on social media. Yes. Looks phenomenal. Sounds better. Brandon. We're coming to everyone from Radio Row. We have made it here. DraftKings has set us up a fine little stage here. Not for us and us alone, but it feels like it's for us uh, out here in front of the masses at Radio Row. Very exciting time, man. Yes, this is nice. Not uh, not too much of an audience right now. We know it's going to fill out a little bit. No one's uh, looking at us like they shouldn't have done it just yet. So, you know. Well, you don't want the look. So, some of the difficulty with Radio Row, this massive humanity in here, is you get a lot of actually famous people that come in here. Right. And there's nothing worse than being mistaken for a famous person. True. One year at the Heisman, I walked outside when the crowd and cameras thought they were getting Tim Tebow. Let me tell you, that look of disappointment will oh, live man. in my heart forever. Oh, man. I yeah. mean, nobody compares to him. No, exactly. No. He yeah. is he is him, especially yeah. in that crowd. Um, right. We have an awesome show lined up to start this week. We know we had the Kyrie Irving news sort of dive bomb into yesterday. Yeah. Uh, we had a lot of football coming up this week, and the beauty of Radio Row is... They saw fit to get us a lot of our friends in one spot. We have a great show coming up today. Ben Solak from The Ringer. You guys know him, The Ringer NFL podcast, Philly Special, covering the Philadelphia Eagles, going to stop by and help us look, uh, especially at that team, their head coach, Nick Sirianni, that has had some comments, the subject of scrutiny uh, from certain players within that division very recently. And Aaron Schatz from Football Outsiders also going to join us here, guy who has come on with us at a bunch of junctures and called this Philadelphia run about some of the specific matchups that that team is facing in this Chiefs team that actually may help you guys make some money too, which I'm excited about. Are you saying that he wrote the script for this season? Ooh, he may have wrote. The the script has already been written. We know that. Now, uh, during the week, we're going to try and see if we can tap in with the script writers, maybe even write the script ourselves. But, uh, yeah, it's a good reminder that whatever you think the outcome is going to be, it's already there, according to NFL Conspiracy Twitter. 
Uh, hey, you know that's where I live, anyways. I'm just I'm glad that they're welcoming football takes now. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are welcoming you downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing Gojo wherever you get your podcast, leaving us those five star ratings and reviews. And of course, this week especially, if you haven't subscribed to the DraftKings YouTube channel, if you haven't gone and checked out the Gojo of Michael Oak Jr. playlist, or the GM Shuffle, or the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, or Golick and Smeddy, you're going to want to do that this week because everyone is going to be here with this night set. There are going to be plenty of great guests like the one we've got ones we've got coming by today and more it is going to be special you're going to want and watch us get progressively more hungover looking every day uh, you said progressively more hungover i was thinking progressively more large oh starting to really expand because a lot of things that i packed is really for the beginning part of the week and you know i don't have anything else this is the brandon so you have made the mistake like radio people are like scavengers we more or less come into any situation. The joke always used to be at ESPN Radio. If you wanted to get rid of a food item, just drop it off outside of the radio bill. It'll get eaten. Yes. Drop it off outside of there. It is a survive by any means kind of week. And you've said you're going to be weighing in and out every day, gotcha. treating this like it's training camp. So are you going to do a weigh in in the morning and then a weigh out at night? Yeah. I think, well, you got to keep the same day at the same time. You know what I mean? So only in the morning. Is, is where I really like to live. So that makes me make the better decisions at night. I think football, like we should have it be like football, where in training camp they have you weigh in before and after practice. Yes. We should weigh you in before Radio Row and after Radio Row okay. and see how much it takes out of you here. It, do, it does take, a, I mean, you lose some, some weight running around here. It's like on an airport day. You think you're not losing any weight because you're sitting there, but you're doing a lot more walking than usual. Buddy, I started wearing the watch again just to count the steps for this week here. Health conscious. It's yes. good for you, and I don't know why. <laughs> turns your life into a video game, which I'm all about. Exactly. The video game that is winning Super Bowl week. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to start the parade of guests through here. Get you guys ready. Locked and loaded. Super Bowl 57. All right, guys. Let's talk about Jägermeister. They could have written a totally normal ad here, like a really classic ad. They could have talked about their history, the 56 botanicals. It could have been all salesy and cutesy, but they know you don't care. Jägermeister doesn't want to be like all those other ads you've seen and heard. They just wanted to say two things. Jägermeister is great, but everyone has been drinking it wrong. Damn, that's cold. Drinking it wrong? All right, if that's the case, how should we be drinking it? They are so glad you asked, and so am I, Dad. I'm here to help you. Ice cold is the answer, at zero degrees Fahrenheit to be exact. Ice cold shots of Jägermeister. That's it. That's all they want to tell you. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends or at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister U.S., White Plains, New York. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Gojo with Mike Golick, Jr. We are live here in Arizona, Super Bowl 57. Super producer Brandon Newman on the desk. And Ben Solak from The Ringer. Uh, how you doing, buddy? It's Radio Row, man. It's Radio Row with, with my Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl. I'm, man. I woke up at 4 o'clock this morning and could not fall back asleep. Just jacked up. I've seen you posting videos from hikes and stuff out yeah. here. You're immersing yourself in Like You're just going all in on the week. Dude, Arizona's Beautiful. Don't tell him I said this because the weather's terrible and I'm generally anti 110 degrees in the summer. Of course. But like, yeah, we did Sedona. We were up in Flagstaff. Uh, my, my sister lives out here. Or sister-in-law, excuse me, lives out here. And so we loved walking around, loved doing the hikes. I'm considering calling off Radio Row and just doing interviews walking around the mountains instead. That would be such a jarring experience for everyone inside Radio Because 
for anyone that's never been out to Radio yeah. Row, I've called it sports media prom, but I think that's doing a disservice to, by the end of the week, the level of grime on this thing. Yes. Mm -hmm. When you get a bunch of people that work primarily in audio mm -hmm. in one space for a long time, it's very dangerous. Like, there's a certain musk to it. Yeah. So I feel like bringing us outdoors would really do a lot for the well-being of <laughs> right. everyone, even if it wouldn't be great audio Get quality. some fresh air into the building might be nice. The, uh, the nice little latte station they got set up, State of Arizona, Visit Arizona, you know, the promo. They got one dude working the coffee station. I, this morning oh. I said, brother, this is going to be the best hour of your week, and it's just downhill from this moment. You're oh. going to call in, call in some support. There's one guy right now. It's tough I, for him. I joked <laughs> off air that God give his gave his toughest battles to me his strongest. No, that, that is guy. God's strongest soldier yeah. outside of that latte station. Um, you might be a close second, though. How does it feel to be the Eagles guy covering the Super Bowl who apparently yeah. doesn't like the Eagles? Mm. It's tough. The, uh, you know... Eagles team was too good for Eagles fans to get mad at it this year, so now it's just mad at the people who talk about it and the national media who doesn't cover it the right way and so on and so forth. There's two realities. One is that the Eagles are extremely good. They're a tremendous team. They're well-coached. They're deep. They're talented at every level. They can win games in different ways, and they are aggressive on fourth down, and they have a great culture. They are everything you want in a Super Bowl contender, the whole kit and caboodle. And they had a really easy schedule this year, and they got lucky in some instances, which it takes luck to get to the Super Bowl. Every year that starts with a two, starts with a one, starts with a zero. It's, you have to get lucky to get to the Super Bowl all the time. And so when you say the first thing to Eagles fans, they love it. When you bring up the second reality, that the team is extremely healthy, that Jalen Hurts has had some of his worst games in the past few weeks, that they played Daniel Jones and then the shell of Brock Purdy and Josh Johnson to make it to the Super Bowl. When you bring up some of these other realities, they don't... I don't like you as much. But you got to be honest to those you love. you got to be honest. That That's is, what I try to be. That is true. Yeah. Is the Andy Reid bowl hitting differently as a lifetime Eagles fan? Absolutely, yeah. I, I was joking with my, my co-host, Sheil Kapadia. Uh, if Andy beats the Eagles in the Super Bowl running the football, which the Chiefs might do a little bit, <laughs> you're going to have every caller on WIP by Tuesday. Be like, if Andy ran the ball this much, we would have four championships. <laughs> right, right. Back to back to back to back to back. Because that was always the complaint. Um, but – it, it, it does bring a, a richness to it. It also, like at least for me, brings a little bit of a, a comfort to it, where if the Eagles end up losing, I'll be sad. But Andy winning a championship will absolutely make me happy. Mm. I'm I couldn't good, stop good. rooting for Andy Reid if I tried. Yeah. So it'll take me a couple days. But once I get out, out of the lull, out of the drop, and you, you kind of you know recenter and think about it, I'll be happy if Andy wins another one. He deserves it. He's a great coach. You mentioned Sheil. Uh, Philly Special is the podcast. If you guys haven't already checked it out here, yeah. go make sure uh, you are downloading Eagles content. I do feel like you got one lifeline in the last week when Julian Love decided to go on Good Morning Football Ooh. and go at Nick Sirianni. Right. That, that being said, how many games do you think you could have won as the Eagles head coach this year? Uh, uh, 11 and 6, probably wild card instead of winning the division. Yeah. It's rare that you're getting bulletin board material as a Super Bowl contender from a team that's not playing. It's a unique situation. And like a lot of the the players the Eagles have faced, Michael Parsons did this, Brandon Ayuk did this, Julian Love did this, where they all like to bring up the fact that like there's holes in the Eagles game and they may not be as good as they seem, which like, sure, but that's not your job. It's my job. Like, you can just not, you don't have to. That's, that's family yeah, business. Yeah, exactly. You can say it, say it in the room, but Every time a team says it after they are about to or then do lose to the Eagles, it starts to, you know, be like, all right, guys, like, yeah, they're they're just a really good team. Is it true that Nick Sirianni's got an easier job than, like, Lovey Smith did this past year? Yeah, but Nick Sirianni's here. They made the Super Bowl. The proof of the pudding's in the end. But Michael Parsons kind of made up for it, showing the, the yeah. NFC East love, yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. wishing the, the good. Like, how do you feel about that? I like I, I I'm okay with it. I'm always okay with Cowboys, Eagles, Barbs because that rivalry is to me the defining rivalry. That's the one for me growing up that, that mattered the most. And anything that heightens that is to me very exciting. 
And then also Micah it was like in the defensive player of the year conversation. Like Micah had an unbelievable season, tailed off a little bit at the end, but like Micah has every right to talk his mess. He single-handedly saved the Cowboys defense over the last couple of seasons. Like he was yeah. an enormous pick. So yeah, talk your stuff. Just win some football games, win a playoff game, beat the 49ers, make it along, you know, eventually, like I said, prove the puddings in the eating. It is an incredible time in football right now where so many of these players are a little bit more forward with the yeah, opinions. Yeah, yeah. It's a ton of fun for us as the content people right. and a ton of fun for fans, I'm sure, around it to see, oh yeah, these players are just as bought in as everybody else. I, I do want to go back to the Nick Sirianni thing because yeah. what you brought up as the criticism for him is something that we often hear of quarterbacks coming up in this league. When you get help, Jalen Hurts as a prime example, right. now all of a sudden people want to undercut success. Is it that simple? Why has Nick Sirianni kind of been someone that I think people have constantly tried to debate how much credit he does or does not deserve? Yeah, we, we like our connections to be simple, right? If A, then B, especially in media where it's my job to be like, hey, here's a connection. If it's if A, then B, then great. My job's easy, right? Mm -hmm. And so why is Andy Reid good? Well, have you seen Andy Reid's offenses for the last you know three decades, right? <laughs> why is Sean McVay good? Like everybody's running this offense. Why is Bill Belichick good? Again, we have we have the data. With Nick Sirianni, it's not if A then B. Like he's not calling plays. He gave up play calling last year. That's not what makes sense to us in terms of head coaches. He didn't come from a, a crazy lineage, right? Twenty years under the Bill Belichick tree. So it doesn't make sense to us. It's not easy to figure out. What Nick Sirianni did is get an Eagles job that you know a lot of people thought he was underprepared for. You know, come out of the gate and trip. Right, he had that first press conference where it seemed like he was a little bit, you know, ahead mm -hmm. above, the, ahead under the water, mm -hmm. and like struggling a bit, and said, "Okay, I got to get better. Uh, I, I have to develop a good culture here." And he approached it with a lot of humility. Like to give up play calling last year, the offense got like a little bit better, but not a lot better. And then continue coming into this year and saying, "I'm going to keep giving up play calling." That's tough for coaches to do. This guy's at the highest level of his job and is abdicating responsibility, is giving it away. So you're like a humble, genuine, good dude. And you know how that translates to? is the players. Mm -hmm. Look back at the, the 2017 team the Eagles brought to the Super Bowl. In terms of guys on that team who are here now, it's like Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Isaac Samalo, and Jake Elliott, the kicker. Right? Yeah. Like, there's so few players who came from that team to this team. How did Howie Roseman achieve this, this massive roster turnover? How have all these draft picks hit, all these free agents pick? It's because the culture in the building's good. It's because players can sniff out guys that aren't genuine. Players can sniff out the frauds, and Nick Sirianni isn't one of them. They get in the building, and he gets them in a position where they're going to play and be successful, and they trust him to do so. He is a culture guy who did a tremendous job setting the culture. That's harder to riddle out. It's harder to see. It's harder to talk about and write about and put it on a podcast and say, this is what it means, but proof of the puddings in the end. In fact, I'm saying it for the Eagles. Okay. <laughs> they brought him here, and he is a huge, huge, huge culture coach. Tremendous work by him. Well, it's harder to mimic as well, changing yeah. the culture, but every time there's a Super Bowl winner, everyone who's farthest away from that tries to run and go mimic that. So right. if the Eagles end up winning the Super Bowl, what parts of this team is the most repeatable right. for a team to go try to, to make yeah. on their own team? You go back to that Jalen Hurts pick, and at the mm. time, like I was – widely critical of this pick. There was a lot about it I didn't understand. A lot of like the analytics nerds who I don't like to give, you know, their flowers to, but they get them on this one. We're very pro of this pick and you know Carson Wentz was coming off an injury and he was kind of a good season. They'd give him an extension. It was a weird situation. But the nuts and the bolts of the pick was this. If you hit on a quarterback outside of like the first few picks, you get that that starting quarterback with such a cheap contract. It's not like oh we think Jalen Hurts is a better chance to hit than the other guys. It's just if you hit, if you roll the dice and get lucky, that value that you get, that competitive advantage, you can spend it for years and it is enormous. It is the single greatest thing you can get. And so the Eagles said, we like this guy's character. We like his mobility, right? Russian quarterback. We're going to bring Jalen Hurts in. You know what? If he ends up a starting quarterback, we might have to handle a weird Carson Wentz situation. We might have to endure a coaching change. But this competitive advantage that we get from having a rookie contract who can start for us, a rookie contract quarterback, is so massive that we want to pursue it, even when we have Wentz on a second deal. 
Well, you know the rest of the story. Hertz ends up developing. He gets better year after year after year. It's like the seventh year in a row that Hertz has gotten better as a quarterback. I don't know how he's doing this. I don't know what he's eating, but he's getting better. Wentz leaves. They have a coaching staff change. They start to figure out the offense around him, and then boom, they can spend money. AJ Brown spend money on Javon Hargrave. Spend money on James Bradbury. Money on Hassan Reddick. How all these guys get here? It's because Jalen Hurts is making a million dollars. So that is 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 the one thing that's replicable. It's if you want to build a contender, the biggest competitive advantage you can get is a rookie contract quarterback. And if you can get him like outside of pick five, pick ten all the better for you. It's amazing because that's in such stark contrast to then what we see in Kansas City, yeah. where we so often talk about how much of a detriment can a quarterback second contract be and what the bet is on that player. Mahomes is the one that seems to have made that bet more worth it than any quarterback that yeah. I can remember in modern history. So when you look across that sideline at Kansas City where they're at right now, the answer is Mahomes has been able to offset the loss at some of those spots, but maybe outside of him, what else worries you most about this Chiefs team rolling into this matchup? Yeah, absolutely. The, like Brandon asked me, like, what's replicable about the Eagles? The, always the most important thing to remember about the Chiefs is that nothing is replicable. Yeah. Never try to do anything <laughs> the Chiefs did. You don't have 15. Since you don't have 15, stop trying, right? Leave there. What impresses me the most about Kansas City is you talk about like Mahomes being so dangerous. They get rid of Tyreek Hill, right? They trade him away. And now this passing offense, you look at it on paper and there's not as many teeth as there were, right? Like, okay, take away Travis Kelsey. We just got to worry about Juju's banged up and Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Justin Watson. Like, we're, we're feeling good about some of our matchups. But then you remember that the Chiefs are leading the league in every single offensive metric that you can find. All of them that exist, the Chiefs are leading. The issue is the same issue that opposing defenses have when they face the Eagles. This team's multifarious now. They can beat you in, in a variety of ways. And it is largely, I know you told me not to talk about Mahomes. No, 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 listen, all roads lead back. Yeah, yeah, all Thanos, roads lead back. inevitable. Mahomes made a choice over the course of the 2021 season and then into this season to change his play style, throw more underneath, throw more shallow, quickly throw underneath faster in the down, quicker in the down. Don't wait for the pressure. Just get the ball out now. Let the running backs pick up yards after the catch. Let the receivers pick up yards after the catch. That choice neutralizes the, the game plan du jour against Mahomes. Like, okay, rush three, drop eight, rush four, drop seven, take away the deep stuff. Well, if he's throwing a McKinnon right now, then you're just going to give up six-yard passes all the way down the field. That's what they do. So they are balanced in a way they haven't been previously. They are patient in a way they haven't been previously. And for a quarterback as ludicrously successful, as ludicrously talented Superman to decide to beat Clark Kent in this offense is just insane. It's such, it's, it's, it's such development from a young player. So they can beat you in a variety of ways. Like I was joking with you guys uh, before, the, the Chiefs might beat the Eagles running the football. Do, mm. Could we have conceived of saying that about a Mahomes-led team five years ago? Absolutely not. With that being said, mm -hmm. do you have your pick locked in already for the week? Ooh. I mean, locked in, no. I might need to, to dive on the set on Thursday and grab a mic again and say that I've changed it. But Actually! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I came into the week, you know, the, the past week, thinking it's going to be the Chiefs. I'm less confident than I was, but I still think it's the Chiefs. I, 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 what I do think we're in for is a barn burner. Yes. I think this is going to be a really, really, really good game. I think it's going to be a lot of points. This could be a last possession sort of a thing. And if it's a last possession sort of a thing, Jalen Hurts doesn't necessarily have the fourth quarter comebacks to his name that Patrick Mahomes does True. at the end of games. So I, I'll take the Chiefs. But really, I think we're in for a special game. And that's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. Very, very excited for that one. Going to be an awesome week here. Everyone, make sure you check out the Ringer NFL show. Thanks. Philly special. Ben, appreciate the time, buddy. We'll see you around here. I'm going to try and layer up a little bit since I've already pitted through this show. Yeah, you are I'm much smarter Sweaty under these me. lights. Sweaty under these lights. Just a bunch of big, beefy guys hanging out in radio. Yeah, three big, beefy dudes. Here we go. Widen up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it.
The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And now that the Boston Celtics have slayed the boogeyman in the Miami Heat, Boston fans, we feel a little bit more confident about the situation. You can decide right now, and if you're new to DraftKings, you can also check this out. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code GOJO. That's code GOJO for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Gojo with Mike Golick Jr. We are coming at you guys from Radio Row here at Super Bowl 57. We're early in the week here, which means we can come around here and grab the good guests before everybody else. Our friend, you guys know him from Football Outsiders. He's been on this podcast and a man who gets to take the victory lap through Radio Row this week for calling his shot with the Eagles, Aaron Schatz. Aaron, what's going on, man? Hey, I'm good. Listen, like I, you know, like you said, this is half of my Super Bowl that I picked before the season, and the Eagles were like the rarer half that I picked, so I'm feeling pretty good. Like, I got that one right. Well, listen, going Bills in the other half, which a lot of people I feel like Went were before, going with. Before the season, a lot of people were Bills. So, yeah. yeah, my pick was Bills-Eagles, and I think it happened for a lot of the reasons that I expected, which was, one, the Eagles added a lot of really good talent this offseason, and I think we've seen Hassan Reddick, James Bradbury, A.J. Brown, how important those guys were. And the other is they did have an easy schedule, and they rode that to the number one seed, and they rode the number one seed into the Super Bowl. Yeah, again, this is the kind of great information you get, the Football Outsiders Almanac that comes out before every season, footballoutsiders.com. Make yourself better. Go and check it out. It's phenomenal stuff. You mentioned that road here and that's something that I feel like is getting talked about a lot as we head into this matchup between the Chiefs and the Eagles how much does that worry you that comparatively it was not a team that was tested nearly as often as it felt like its AFC counterparts were I think it's a little bit of a worry the Chiefs had an easy schedule too so the Chiefs were the 29th easiest schedule like the fourth heart uh, sorry the fourth easiest or 29th hardest schedule and so the fact that the Eagles had the easiest schedule it's not that much difference between them they played like a lot of the same bad AFC South teams um, but yeah the Eagles haven't been fully tested in a way that the Chiefs were like by the Bengals right right like the the, the the best team other than the 49ers who had no quarterback the best team that the Eagles played all year was Dallas but one game there was no Hurts and the other game there was no Prescott so eh, what do we really learn about that and then after that the hard, uh, the hardest team they played all year was Detroit but they played Detroit in week one and Detroit was a much better team by the yeah. end of the year than they were in week one so there is an element to that question of whether the Eagles have really been tested in quite the same way. But the Chiefs the Chiefs didn't like 
you know, run the gauntlet to get here. They had it kind of easy, too. Yeah, I, I think you could certainly look at that. That's kind of been maybe overblown in favor of one side in Philadelphia here. One thing I did want to ask you, just because I know you guys do a good job of tracking games lost to injury and, and how big an effect that can be on an NFL team, it seems like this Eagles outfit has rolled into this extraordinarily healthy from start to finish on the season. Yeah, they were. And when they lost guys, they the timing of the bye week – Mm. really helped them. Having that bye week really helped them because, like, Lane Johnson was out for the last couple weeks of the regular season, and he was able to come back, and then he was able to get healthier, and obviously Hurts missed two games, came back for one game, but then got the week off, so he was able to get healthier. So, I mean, the Eagles have been the healthier team, but what injuries they did have, the bye week really helped them get healthy for How much does that end up correlating for you guys when you look at this within the body of a season versus like year over year when you talk about injuries lost and how you project that forward? Is that something inside of a season that has usually a direct correlation the oh, way yeah. we say? a lot. I don't have the final numbers for this year, so I can't say to you, oh, you know, of the 10 least injured teams, X number of them were in the playoffs. But when you look after a season, you'll find that usually of the 10 least injured teams, seven or eight of those will be playoff teams. It's rare for a team to have a lot, a lot, a lot of injuries and do really well, but it does happen. I mean, the 49ers the last couple of years have constantly, I mean, obviously quarterback injuries, but other positions too. They've constantly had lots of injuries and overcome them with good records. So looking at this now, matchup-wise on the field, what we got with the Eagles, before we get to the Chiefs side of things and look at some of the conversation around the homes and the injuries there, What's the biggest matchup in your mind that works in favor of the Philadelphia Eagles? And what's the one you're most worried about with their team versus the Chiefs? I think what works most in favor of them is the running game. It's not The Chiefs are not the sieve on defense that they've been in years past when it comes to the run. They were 15th in our ratings in run defense this year. So average, right, against the run. But the Eagles are a really, really good running game. If you look at the second half of the season and you take out those two Minshew games, which you have to take out because Hurts is such an important part of the running game. Right. Like, it's not enough to just look at the running backs when Minshew was on the field. Like, you got to have Hurts there. If you look at since week 11 without the Minshew games, they have their run DVOA over the course of a season would be the second best of all time. Wow. Now, that's only half a season, right? There's a reason why... Teams don't do that for full seasons because right. <laughs> usually, you know, the smaller the sample size, the easier it is to do something extreme. But the only running game that was better than what the Eagles have been since week 11 was the 2,000 Rams with Marshall Falk. That's it. Okay, rarefied air on that. So they're running the ball really efficiently. And part of that you mentioned is the quarterback and what Jalen Hurts does. I think we saw that at an extreme level in the in the NFC Championship game where he wasn't extraordinarily impactful on the ground with any of his runs, but what it ended up doing to that 49ers great rush defense, how it made those guys pause on the second level and yes. opened up some of those lanes later on was astounding. You always have to prepare for the idea that Hurts is going to keep the ball and run it himself and that takes out defenders. It's incredible to watch. So what about the matchup that worries you most for the Philadelphia Eagles? Is there one place that you're most concerned about them matching up with Philadelphia, or with the Chiefs, excuse me? Um, I think that the hardest matchup for the Eagles is, it's, it's tough because you, you want to say anything against Mahomes, but their pass rush is so good, and their, um, their cornerbacks are so good. I guess I'd say safeties and linebackers, but even the linebackers had good charting numbers. 
the linebackers had good charting numbers and coverage. Like their problem with like middle passes and whatever was with un uncovered passes. The linebackers were good when they were in coverage. So that's the thing is the Eagles are such a really good all-around team. There isn't any one matchup where I'm like, yeah, that's where the Eagles are really lacking. It's, you know, I mean, just Kansas City just has the better quarterback, but the pass defense is really good for the Eagles. So how much on the other side then does the looming specter of Patrick Mahomes worry you in this game? Because I've picked the Eagles to start this week, and I'm going to try and stick with my guns on this, knowing full well that I'm very afraid of what 15 and red tends to do in a lot of these situations. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm going with the, if you make me have to pick this game, I'm going with the Chiefs. And one of the reasons is, at a certain point, if you feel like everything else is even, you take the team with the better quarterback. And they're the team with the better quarterback. But what's interesting about Mahomes is that even in the AFC Championship game, he was better outside the pocket than inside the pocket and better against With the ankle. Yes, against <laughs> pressure than he was when not pressured with the ankle injury. Like, the dude does things that are just not possible, and, and, and that's what makes it really hard to pick against him is that he, and, you know, the last time when he lost to Tampa th three years ago, uh, sorry, two years ago when he lost to Tampa, it was, the problem was the offensive line was a complete wreck, and this year it's not. The offensive line is fine. So, yeah, the pass rush is really great for the Eagles, but look at the quality offensive line. I mean, both of these offensive lines are really good. But Mahomes should have time, and even when he was pressured against the Bengals, he made things happen, and it's, it, you don't want it to just come down to Mahomes is just better, but I feel a little bit like if I have to pick this game, we were talking about it, I was talking about it with some other people earlier, and we were like, like the three best players in this game are like on Kansas City. But yeah. then like four through 30 might be on Philadelphia. Oh, it's remarkable. I mean, you've got two of the best centers in pro football in this game. Yes. Like you mentioned, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Chris Jones, probably the top three that you're mentioning right. for but Kansas then, City. Right, if you're talking about everybody else, you've got Reddick and you've got Brandon Graham and you've got Fletcher Cox and you've got A.J. Brown. And, I mean, basically Philadelphia is better at every other position except I mean, the offensive line, they may be slightly better, and Kansas City has a better punter. Like, I mean, <laughs> you know. You know what? And punters matter, too, damn it. Punters <laughs> matter, too, in this game. So it, that part is, I think, what I'm most fascinated to watch is how that uh, Kansas City offensive line does go out there and hold up. Just because with the Chiefs on the other side defensively, it's Chris Jones, and then we're hoping Frank Clark produces again like we've seen, but right. we've seen plenty of postseason samples with him where it hasn't looked like what they paid for coming over there. George Karloftis is a fine player, but it's one guy you had to account for who dominated against the Bengals offensive line that finally looked like they had three backups in there versus this uh, Eagles team that I just saw roll San Francisco off the ball so many times. It was I know, terrifying. I know. I mean, even when you take out the whole issue of the quarterback for San Francisco and you just look at the Philadelphia offense and the San Francisco defense, what they did was awesome. I'm interested to see what Spagnolo's strategy is here. Yeah. What kind of interesting blitzes he designs. Uh, the fact is, Hurts this year, 7.8 yards per play without a blitz, 6.1 yards per play with a blitz. So he definitely struggled against blitzes this year, comparatively, and the Kansas City defense was better blitzing than when they didn't blitz. So it all points to the idea that Spagnuolo should blitz Hurts. The question is, you know, what, 
what can he can he do that in a way that his rookie cornerbacks can stay on islands against guys like AJ Brown and Devontae Smith? Mm -hmm. And what kind of exotic blitz structure does he have to make sure that the cornerbacks can stay on those islands. Yeah, because and we've seen this this year with this Chiefs team. They have been so variable on defense. It's going to look so night and day from last week where you're able to sit back. I think they played more two-man last week than they've played all season long. They sat back and they've done what we talked about. A lot of teams have done against the Allens, against the Mahomes, against the Burrows, where right. you're going to put two safeties back there. You're going to try and take away the deep stuff. You look at when they've played the dynamic rush teams. It's been a bunch more single high. It's been trying to play man more and get guys down into the box, get bodies to stop that run game. And so you're right, how he's able to work it off that and take timely chances knowing that when you can go blunt force trauma like they do up front, oftentimes that's when you can make a team pay the most for coming after you in the blitz. Also, you look for hots to like Dallas Goddard and A.J. Yeah. AJ Brown crossing across the middle. So Kansas City... 30th in DVOA in defense on short middle passes. Oh. And Jalen Hurts third in the league this year among quarterbacks in value on short middle passes. And Nick Bolton in particular does not have great coverage numbers this year. The linebacker from Kansas City, he's really strong against the run, but he does not have great coverage numbers against the pass. So if they do blitz Hurts, that's where Hurts might be able to find his receiver. Awesome stuff there for anyone looking at Dallas Goddard props, potentially A.J. Brown, so much of that RPA, RPO game they use across the middle there. All deadly. Aaron, great stuff as always, man. I hope you enjoy your victory lap around here during the week for getting this one right. As always, make sure you check them out over at footballoutsiders.com. Incredible stuff. Sir, happy Super Bowl week. Happy enjoy Super Bowl it. week, man. I will. To you, too. Have great shows. And, uh, yeah, see you around. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. All right, Brandon, excited to have all the friends around here. We will have plenty more joining us in the next few days. Something tells me the crew from Golik and Smeddy is going to make their way up here. We're going to widen this out a little bit. It's going to be a really good time. In the meantime, we're not going to make you sing this week when we ask the question of do you know what time it is okay, thank for you. this, that, and the third, Brandon, since we've got so much of an audience. And last year, we don't want to log jam traffic in front of here with people True. trying to listen to you. Yeah, no, there's a lot of people that are looking. And also, there's a mistake when a bunch of people are turning their heads that they're looking at somebody famous, and I don't want to be that same guy. I don't want to, I don't want to be on the other end of those Tebow eyes that were meant for you. you exactly. Know? So uh, instead, we will get to three quick stories to end the day uh, before we send everyone on out of here. Brandon, the first one I want to get to with this, A.J. Green, longtime Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver, but this past couple of seasons, Arizona Cardinals wide receiver, announced his retirement on Monday. He said, I've never been a man of many words, so I'll keep this short. Thank you. Thank you to all who have supported, encouraged, and inspired me throughout my career, to the University of Georgia, the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Cardinals for the opportunity to pursue my dreams. I've stayed true to the game. It owes me nothing. Be blessed. Love y'all. Next chapter begins. The 34-year-old played 11 seasons, and Brandon was one of the guys that really came 
came out when we were in high yeah. school. He was in. Uh, was he in the Under Armour All American game? We were in the he Army was. game, right, with a couple of our teammates. Yeah, he was. I was. Uh, I like to think of him as someone who walked, so Jamar Chase could could run. Mm. Just just breaking, being that that new Bengals wide receiver. Uh, obviously, after we had Chad, Chad Ochocinco and T.J. Husmanzada leave us, um, there was a there's a big gap there until AJ uh, AJ Green came and filled it. And for so long, he was that wide receiver, one of those players that for so long was stuck at a franchise that was certainly accomplishing in the regular season, but being denied that postseason greatness. So many people looking long at the Bengals saying, get this guy out of here and let him have a chance to go somewhere else. Too much too late. The Cardinals kind of mistimed when his best years were going to be, but still an incredible career. He had a chance to prove his hands even, even with the Cardinals, so... No one, no one's questioning that. No, no, those hands absolutely 100% work. So congratulations to AJ Green on that. Brandon, let's get to that. Yes. This was something that was battered around a lot as far as speculation for this week. Tom Brady just retired recently. Also, you can buy jars of the sand from his beach on eBay for almost a hundred thousand dollars. Did you know that? I, I saw that, and I, I hope that's not him selling that that sand. I, that was what I was wondering: is is this a long play by his camp yeah. to continue to drive up the value of his retirement? He's posted underwear pics online. Oh, he is no, really no, 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 no. feeling retirement and divorce right now. Today, the thirst trap that he put out was too much. I, I think. Uh, someone needs to get his phone. He had the it, sleepy eye. It's the perfect Venn diagram of selling product and also selling yourself now that you're back on the market. I kind of respect it. Yeah, I mean, I, you look, know what? I pray. I pray for Giselle's trainer. For a thousand, for a thousand re, or a thousand likes, I will recreate that picture. <laughs> We'll post the tweet uh, in a little bit and see if anyone makes that mistake. Oh man! Uh, that being said, Tom Brady. People were wondering his next career, starting with Fox as their lead NFL broadcast analyst, supposedly is going to be on hold. People were wondering if he'd be involved this week. Brady went on uh, The Herd with Colin Cowherd and said, that's great for me. Take some time to really learn and be great at what I want to do uh, and become great at thinking about the opportunity and making sure I don't rush into anything, saying that he won't begin his work as a broadcaster until the fall of 2024, supposedly, which I'm wondering if that's him putting that out there, if Fox is cool with that, because I'd imagine they'd like to get started on there tomorrow today. Yeah, I, I feel like that Greg Olson's obviously done a great job. Oh, he's no, been no, awesome. No one's trying to push him out of that chair. I think Tom is really, he's going to do the reverse thing with his retirement. He's going to continue to say he's going to come back to work and continue to push that clock back, Mike. I don't think that we will see him actually talking about writing scripts. I don't think he's going to call games for Fox until 2028. There we go. The script is already written. It's Brandon written. Newman is the one holding the pen. So in the meantime, Tom will be slinging sand for the masses, and uh, everyone will have a great time with that. Brandon, <laughs> let's get to the third. Most importantly, we've talked a lot and started to about the Super Bowl today. Mm -hmm. Speaking of the script writers... Apparently, the folks over at Madden felt like jumping in on that action. A Madden simulation predicts the Eagles will beat the Chiefs in Super Bowl 57. Uh, Madden 23's official simulation has them winning 31-17, to no. pulling away in the second half no. against the Chiefs. I don't know if I'd buy that. No, I was ready to buy it. I was about to say, I love a Madden simulation. I, My brother and I used to play every Madden game together before the game was played, uh, for the su Super Bowl matchup before the game was played, and I love those Madden simulations. But 31-17? It has Jalen Hurts being named the game's most valuable player in the sim. He completes 26 of 33 for 282 yards, two TDs and no interceptions, while also rushing 10 times for 88 yards and another score. Okay, that sounds about right, though. I like those lines for him, talking about writing the scripts, but they're, you know how Madden takes injuries too seriously? 
I think that's what's happened with Patrick Mahomes. They they're taking the the, angle, the high ankle sprain. They're they're equating it too much into the the math of how he's going to perform. They didn't see the AFC Championship game. Exactly. Uh, weigh in on some of the hemothying that went on exactly. that our friend Aaron Schatz talked about on this podcast earlier for everybody listening. So. Madden attempting to get their script writing in. We will see if we can impact the script at all this week. We thank you for sticking with the script with us. If you enjoyed it, as always, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review, leave us a five-star rating, and check us out on the DraftKings YouTube channel under the Gojo with Michael Jr. tab. Thank you guys so much. We'll talk to you tomorrow.